Well, I was just a little bit off of my prediction in that game. But the most important thing, the Eagles come out of Soldier Field with a W to go to 13-1. and And our old coach, Doug Peterson, sends us a wonderful Christmas present down in Jacksonville. We'll talk about it next on Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. Well, good afternoon, good morning, and good evening. Whatever time of the day it is you're listening to this program, welcome to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. Yeah, I was a little bit off on this one in my predictions. I I really didn't think the Eagles would struggle much against the Bears, Uh, but they did. They did. And I'm going to give the Bears some credit here, Um, more so than the Eagles struggling, I guess. I don't think they played their best game. I think some of the weather elements uh, played a role as it was very cold and windy uh, at Soldier Field, but not making excuses. You got to learn how to play any elements. You got to be able to adapt, especially being the Eagles and being a Northern team. Got to get used to these conditions. So some of these players that uh, the Eagles have brought in in the draft in recent years from Alabama, notably, most notably, uh, need to f- get used to this kind of weather. Uh, so I think that might have played a little bit of a role uh, in certainly the, some of the turnovers and some of the some of the struggles there that uh, Hurst had Hertz had to uh, get the ball down the field early on. But really, I wanted to uh, give the Bears credit. I don't know how many Bears listen to my program, but um, shout out to the Bears. You know they're coming into a game. They're three and whatever, three and eleven. I don't know what their record. I know they only have three wins, three and ten, three and eleven, whatever they were. And um, you know, not a heck of a lot to play for. They got an exciting young quarterback. I mean, Josh Fields was. I was impressed by that kid. Uh, I you know I've seen some highlights on him. I haven't really followed him much this year, uh, but he showed a lot of moxie out there, as did the entire Bears team. So I, I give the Bears a lot of credit today. I really do. To come out in that cold weather against, uh, you know, and, and we know that at the same time that every team, not that the Eagles are unbeaten like they were, um, but they're still the best team in the NFL, the best record in the NFL, and you're going to get, you know, these teams want to knock you off the mountain. And that probably was a big part of, of you know, the Bears showing up because you got to find reasons when you only have three wins and your, your season's essentially over and you're just playing it out to get up for a game. And uh, I think the Bears have, um, you know, a good, young, exciting quarterback, like I mentioned. Uh, Montgomery, I said, is a good player. I said those were the only two you really got to worry about. I did mention that in my preview show, uh, and I was 100% right on that. Uh, I think if the Bears did have their wide receivers in here, um, you know, this game could have been even more interesting than it was. Uh, I really didn't think this was going to be much of a competitive game. I don't think I factored in the weather elements as much as I perhaps should have. 
Uh, I didn't see the Eagles struggling uh, like they did uh, early on. Uh, I have a lot of issues with the game to talk about, a lot about the Eagles uh, specifically. But I didn't want to point a lot of criticisms towards what I have to say about the Eagles and not give due credit to the Chicago Bears. Um, They came out and played a very good game today and could have easily won that game. I mean, that's that's how well they played and how, uh, I think, a little um, poorly the Eagles coaching staff played. They got more issues with the coaching and the gameplay, uh, the play play calling, I should say, uh, than I do really the performance of the Eagles. Um, I have a lot of issues with what how this game sort of transpired today. Um, but before I dig into it, let me just uh, take a moment again to thank you for listening and tuning in. Uh, if you get a second here to hit that like or follow, whatever platform you're on, to just uh, give it a like, give it a share, give it a follow, give it a, uh, you know, hit that button, shoot me a feedback, sh- uh, send me an email, you can email the show. I always say it on at petwg at gmail.com. Again, that is petwg at gmail.com. So a couple different important things to talk about here before I get into the game. Bottom line is, the Eagles got the win, and it's hard to win in the NFL. I said it every week. Look how many more upsets happened again today. So it doesn't even matter who you're on, who you're playing against. I mean, the Texans almost beat the Chiefs. They were leading a lot of that game late. And uh, we know they almost beat Dallas last week. We'll talk about Dallas again in a second. <laughs> I got a lot of things to say about Dallas. But, you know, you know my point is, it's like no wins are easy in this league. So you take them, even if it's against, you know, a, game, a team that's not hasn't had a good season like the Bears. The Bears, especially when you're on the road, it's hard to win these games. So the Eagles have proven time and time again, even though they tried to lose this game, with a, they lost a turnover battle and still was able to win this one. You know, the last game they lost a turnover battle against the Washington. They weren't able to dig themselves out of it. So uh, I really think the Eagles – the only team that can beat the Eagles this year is the Eagles. I really, I really believe that. Uh, but you can't have these games. If you're going to have them, get them, get them over now. Don't have these games in the playoffs. Don't be turning the ball over in the playoffs. All right. So the Eagles get a twenty-five to twenty win in Chicago in a game that really was back and forth for a lot of this game. Uh, I said that this game was going to be over by halftime. Boy, was I wrong. Uh, so I, I misdiagnosed this game. I, I'm not, not against, uh, criticizing myself. Um, you know, I really, I thought this game would be a 30 something to 10 game. And, uh, the bears scored more than I thought they would. And the Eagles scored far less than I thought they would, and it was a much more competitive game, and it certainly was not over by halftime. In fact, this game wasn't decided till late. So, again, credit to the Bears, because I thought they played very well. They played a very gutty performance today. Um, so, uh, good job, Bears. All right. I was not happy at all with the play calling in this game. Right from the beginning. I don't know why in a cold, windy day, 
that the Eagles game plan, and it had to be their game plan. Now, I know the coaches of the Eagles will probably say, hey, yeah, we wanted to throw the ball. We saw some opportunities to throw the ball in our game plan, and they'll sit there and point the stats and say, you know, you look at A.J. Brown and what he did, 180 yards receiving, and you look at uh, Devontae Smith and what he did over 100 yards receiving. Jalen Hurts over 300 yards passing. And they'll say, see, this is why we uh, we passed the ball so much. And I'm going to tell you, it was still wrong. Game plan today was flawed. It was. Now, were they able to get a win out of it still? Yes, because you didn't play that good of a team. But I just thought this was a bad game plan. Passing, passing, passing. I was like Andy Reeditis suddenly. I think Miles Sanders, I did write it down here. Miles Sanders had four carries going into the fourth quarter. Four carries on a windy, cold day. That is just dumb. And I was very frustrated, the lack of running the ball. Uh, I don't care. I really don't care what A.J. Brown and Devontae's stats were in this game. It was a stupid game plan, in my opinion. Just my opinion. All right? It's my show, right? I'm going to give you my opinion. But I thought it was dumb. I mean, if you thought there was flaws in the secondary and that the receivers would have opportunities to make plays down the field, fine. But don't make that the center piece of your game plan. Run the ball in that type of weather and then take your shots down the field. You know, I mean, but it was complete opposite. It was just pass, 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 pass. And then when they did run the ball, this even infuriated me even more. I'm telling you, I was very, very frustrated watching this game today and it wasn't because this game was close it really was because it should have been close and just the game plan and execution was just poor and i blame the coaches more than the players because when they did run the ball it was designed hurts runs what the hell are you doing you want this guy for the playoffs or not eagles yeah, I'm venting a little bit today because, I mean, as I'm kind of going back now, I mean, I haven't thought about this game. I kind of, you know, it was an early game today and I had a lot of time in between now and, and actually recording the show. But, man, a lot of this frustration is coming back because I was just, I was just, I, I was shaking my head this game and what the hell the Eagles were calling. And always designed Hurts runs when he was getting hammered out there and they still called more runs for him. Designed runs. Just dumb. Play calling today was dumb. One of the worst play calling games the entire season. Uh, you know, Sirianni and the offense here needs to, someone needs to tell Sirianni to stop running Hertz. Hertz already runs enough on his own with the RPO decisions, you know, and all the freaking sneaks that they do, which pisses me off too. Way too many damn sneaks. I know it's, I know how successful they are. They almost can't be stopped, but I'm telling you, you're, you're playing Russian roulette. Not only with Hertz, but your offensive linemen. Those are like rub, rugby, uh, what do you call those? You know, 
basically like you're just asking for people to be rolled up on concussions, all kinds of things with these sneaks that they do all the time. And I know when it's got like an 80 percent, you know, successful percentage, you want to keep doing it because they really no team can stop it. It is almost funny to think about it because nobody's been able to stop it. But I'm telling you, it's a it's a very risky play injury wise. And so is running Hurts as much as they do. Designed runs, not giving it to Sanders, designed runs for Hurts. And he was getting popped out there. I don't know what the heck the Eagles are doing, but I'm I'm, I'm extremely PO'd about their play calling today. That was reckless and dumb at the same time. All right, enough about that. I've invented about the Eagles all season. They've had such a great year. But, man, today's game, not happy. Not happy. Player of the game, shifting gears here a little bit, playing the player of the game by far. Had his best game as an Eagle, Hassan Riddick. Man, was he he was he, he was unstoppable in this game. He had three sacks. He probably could have had six. Uh, he was incredible. If it wasn't for the athletic ability by uh, Justin, is it, what did they call him Josh Fields earlier? Is it Justin Fields? Uh, I think it's Justin Fields, right? Um, if it wasn't hit for his athletic ability, uh, Riddick would have had another two or three sacks in this game. And he already had three. Still brought him down three times. He was a wrecking ball in this game. Uh, that was the best game I've seen him play. And, man, if he continues to play that the rest of the way, which I hope he does, I mean, he was he was relentless. Uh, I loved watching him play. He was awesome. Player of the game by far, Hassan Redick. In fact, he did save the Eagles three points early in the game. Took him out of field uh, goal position. Um, you know, they only won by five points in this game, right? So huge game. Hassan Riddick, definitely player of the game. And I, I rarely like announce player of the game, probably because most of the time this year it's been Hurts, probably for the most part. But today, by far, it was Hassan Riddick. Um, uh, outstanding job by him. Talked about there being too many Hurts runs. I mean, just, I'm, I'm getting really, really ticked off at the Eagles coaching for the amount of designed runs they have for Hurts. You have one of the best running backs in the freaking NFL hand on the ball. Hurts is going to run enough with the RPOs and under his own pressure situations where he needs to get out of the pocket. You don't need to have designed runs for him. I know how good he is running the ball. But, man, uh, maybe it's Hurts' fault, too, because he's not getting down as much as he was earlier in the season. He's standing up now and taking hits. And so between the coaching staff with these way too many design run calls and Hurts not getting down, you know, you're playing with fire here, Eagles. They need to get that straightened out. Give the ball to Sanders. Too many turnovers today. Hurts, a couple bad throws. Um, I know it was cold out. He said his hands were cold. You're going to have to play in the elements. This is not Alabama. You're not in a dome. You're not in, you know, you're not playing down in the south. You, know, you got to get used to these elements. And 
you know, again, this is why I blame the play calling. Should have ran the ball more. Uh, and Hurts has just got to get used to throwing in cold weather. Period. So, you know, and then Sanders even fumbled the ball. Uh, and he's been great all year. He's only, that was his first fumble the entire season. Uh, so it's hard to really jump on Sanders. It was a tough play. He, just, he had just caught the ball and was getting tackled basically as he was catching it. Tried to tuck it away and it squirted it out. I'm not going to kill Sanders for that. It's not. But it was a turnover. You know, they had three turnovers in the game, two by Hertz. Um, and then the one by Sanders. They're both of their best players of the year offensively. You know, turn the ball over three times. You're not going to win many games that way. It's certainly not going to win the playoffs. Turning the ball over three times. So Eagles need to clean that up. And it's not like Kurtz has had an issue with turnovers this year. So, again, I think it's more of the elements, and I think it's more just stupid play calling by the Eagles today. Uh, I'm going to blame it more on the coaches than, than the players. Just them. I really have issues with the coaching today. Big time. Uh, you know, again, Sanders with only four carries through the first three quarters. Going into the fourth quarter, Sanders had four carries in a cold December game, late December game. It's just stupid. Shaking my head. I'm still shaking my head. A.J. Brown, huge game. If it wasn't for Red X dominant performance, Brown would be the player of the game. Uh, he was awesome. Made some really, really, not only just big catches downfield, but tough catches. These were not easy catches that A.J. Brown made. He was not, that guy, I forget his name, um, Robinson? I, I forget, I'm talking about I can't remember who it was. Number 33 on the Bears. That corner is pretty damn good. Uh, he was playing physical, played, played Brown. Those guys watching those two battle, he won just as many as he lost against Brown today because uh, Hurts went to him a lot, and he made a lot of plays on Brown. And Brown made a lot of plays on him. It was a great battle to watch during the game. Uh, but Brown came up with some huge catches. Uh, that one bomb down the right sideline it was a great throw by Hertz uh, as well. Not only was it a great catch, but Hertz put that right on the nose. And credit the offensive line because that line gave him time to not only Brown to get downfield, but Hertz to make that throw. He had a nice, clean pocket, and, uh, and Hertz uh, connected with Brown downfield. It was a huge play at that time of the game. Um, so A.J. Brown just continues to be the dominant force that he is. Another big game, like I mentioned, by uh, Smith, who had a real, couple of really nice catches uh, early on. It was almost like Smith was in the first half and Brown was more in the second half. But either way, um, it's so nice to have great wide receivers in Philly. I mean, how long did we go? With the entire McNabb career here, he, we had no wide receivers, uh, you know, until T.O. came at the very end. Uh, I can only imagine what Donna McNabb would do if he had A.J. Brown and uh, Devontae Smith, what numbers he would have put up. McNabb, I know there's a lot of haters out there, but they're just clueless, mindless, non-football educated people that uh, that hate McNabb. Um, the guy was our offense. And then when Westbrook came in, we had him and Westbrook as our offense. That was it. Um, McNabb played with absolute trash his whole career at wide receiver. Uh, until they finally got T.O. in here and they, God, wow, we went to the Super Bowl. No kidding, really? 
So um, uh, I can only imagine. But that's all right. I'm not gonna not gonna dwell on that. But it's just, just for, from a fan perspective, it's just nice that we actually have wide receivers. It's really and not just wide receivers, but really good wide receivers. Um, there was one other play. I mean, again, talking about the coaches, and I am gonna, I'm not offering any apologies for hammering the coaching staff for this game. There was another play late in the third, I think, or maybe in the fourth quarter. I'm guessing it was that late because my notes it was towards the bottom here, where they ran like an end around to uh, Watkins, and it was like on a third down or play, I believe. They needed like third and three or something like that, or maybe it was second and three. I don't remember. Watkins was running from right to left. Uh, he had the quick handoff again, end around, and who do they have out there blocking? But Devontae Smith. You know, the skinniest, smallest guy out there blocking linebackers uh, and, and other cornerbacks or whatever he was blocking. The point is, if you're going to run that play, and I again, I blame the coaching staff. Whoever schemed up that play, why do you have your smallest, tiniest, skinniest wide receiver blocking for Watkins? I mean, for that play, you just swap and put Brown over there on the left and Smith, line him up on, on the right, where Watkins came from. Just stupid. Just dumb design of a play. I mean, that's just like, that's like, uh, I don't know. That's the word I'm thinking. I don't know. It should be obvious. But... I have so many issues with the coaching staff for this game. Bad coaching, bad game planning, uh, and it almost cost the Eagles. They were playing a better team today; they would have lost. So, hate to be kind of a Debbie Downer, uh, but I was just very disappointed. Again, more so in the coaching and this game planning for this game was just horrible. And uh, I don't know if they were. Spent more time this week focusing on Dallas. Maybe they, you know, because that's a big divisional game coming up uh, and kind of overlooked or didn't spend as much time on the Bears as really you should have. But it's almost like they threw this game plan together and not really, I don't know. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't, it was just a flawed game plan. And stop running hurts. All right. All that said, the Eagles get a win. Bottom line. They came out of there with a W. Bottom line, they're 13 and 1. And uh, let's just talk about Dallas, shall we? Shall we? Let's talk about them Cowboys. So I I said at the end of my preview uh, episode for the Bears, I gave a shout out there to Dougie P. And I said, hey, Dougie P. How about a little help this weekend? So the Cowboys were down in Jacksonville playing the Jaguars. And I just kind of put that out there in the universe. Just put it out there to try to speak it into existence a little bit. Asking Dougie P for a favor down there in Florida. And what happened today? The Jags were down most of the game. 
couple times by two touchdowns. But they kept hanging in there. They kept keeping it close and then, you know, made some big plays. And then the second half really uh, closed the gap. Took the lead, actually. And then Dallas retook the lead. And, uh, and then they had a great drive at the end, the Jags, and tied the game. I think it was 34 to 34, I believe. Going overtime. And then Dak Prescott, who had already thrown a pick earlier in the game, was third and three in Dallas's first possession. The Jags already had possession in overtime. And their their punter, I give him a lot of credit, because he gave a he booted the heck out of the ball, because you know Dallas could he got the ball if it was a bad punt or even just an average punt would have got the ball probably near midfield you know forty yard line ish in overtime, but this guy booted the heck out of the ball in the uh, Dallas uh, uh, fair caught it at around the twenty, and quickly it was third and three. Jaguars blitzed. Dak threw it to his uh, short read. I think it was Brown, the wide receiver there, who had a couple touchdowns in the game. And uh, I don't know if you want to completely blame Dak, but it kind of deflected off the wide receiver's arm right into the hands of the Jacksonville linebacker who took it 50 yards for the game-winning touchdown in overtime. And Dallas loses. (laughs) I loved it. I loved it. It made me forget about how mad I was at the Eagles coaching today. That brought a huge smile to my face. That was great. Eagles almost got two gifts this weekend. Uh, That one and the Colts being up 33 to nothing against Minnesota. The only team that is threatening us for the number one overall seed. They were down 33 to nothing. And they came back and won that game. Now that is just jaw-dropping ridiculous. You're up 33 to nothing in the NFL and you lose? I have no words. You got to give Minnesota... Credit for coming back. But what the hell, Colts? I mean, that is that is just embarrassing. I mean, you could try to lose a game and not lose a game with a 33-0 lead. And that's in the second half. Not like 33-0, you know, at the end of the, you know, end of the first quarter or halfway through the second quarter. No, this is a halftime, 33-0. With a half a football to go. 33 points down. And somehow, you figure out how to lose that game. How to lose that lead. Well, I guess you can't have everything. But, uh, you know, the Eagles uh, would have clinched everything if, uh, if the Colts held on to a 33-point lead at halftime. But that's okay. It is what it is. All the Eagles need to do, the magic number for the Eagles is one. So they either need to just win one of their last three games, which 
They can win all three of them easily, for sure. Uh, or I think either Dallas or a uh, New Orleans loss. Or not New Orleans, but um, Minnesota loss. I don't think Minnesota will lose. I think they got did they played no they already played Detroit so I don't think Minnesota will lose another game. Uh, I can't remember if they have anybody tough left on their schedule. I don't really think they do. I remember them having like a cushy schedule to end the season, so they probably won't lose again. Um, so the Eagles just have to win one of the next three games, and uh, this Dallas game now this weekend doesn't mean anything for the NFC East. I mean, I guess it kind of the Eagles could still lose the NFCs if they lose the rest of the games this season. But I mean, between even if Dallas does beat them, they play New Orleans and the Giants, and we know those team two teams are bad. So, you know, the Eagles should wrap up not only the NFC East but also the. Uh, I wonder if they didn't wrap up the NFC East. I guess not. I didn't see any or hear anybody any celebration of the division. So there must be some outside chance or reason why Dallas could still somehow win it. Uh, I mean, but I know the Eagles have to lose the three, you know, the rest of the games. That would definitely have to happen, and, and Dallas would have to win the rest of the games. Um, but at the end of the day, the New Year's Eve battle now with the Cowboys Really, it has some meaning still, yes, but it's not the big, huge battle that it would have been had Dallas won today. So, uh, there's that. And then uh, tonight, I was watching a lot of the Washington Giants game. Now, you know, I said that I thought Washington would win this game. Uh because I just thought the Giants, they're just not good. I mean, both teams obviously are not that good. Um, but I thought just the way that the Giants have been playing lately, losing five out of the last six games or something like that, four out of the last five or whatever it was. And obviously the Eagles just beat the crap out of them last week. Plus Washington had two weeks to prepare for the Giants at their dumpy home in FedEx Field. Which, again, you can tell by the crowd that half of the stadium was Giants fans. I mean, that's that's just... And Washington's just... Uh, it's, it's, you got to be disappointed if you're a Washington fan. Uh, two weeks to prepare for the Giants. They just got pummeled last week. The Giants really don't have much to offer. They got Barkley on offense. That's it. And... You have a big game, playoffs on the line, and you come out there and play like that. Sunday night football. Both teams are bad. Both teams are not going anywhere. Um, but I'm, you know, I thought Washington would win that game. So Giants pretty much solidified themselves a playoff spot now, uh, with that win. I don't think they might even clinch this playoff spot, but they have a really good shot now of making it in. And I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to cover. Kind of a crazy week in the NFL for sure. Started off on Saturday with the Minnesota comeback, and that's still shake your head at that one. But credit, credit Minnesota. I mean, that team is they got no defense, uh, but obviously their defense showed up in the second half of that game because they you know didn't allow the Colts to score at all. 
but their defense is not good in Minnesota. Um, and I think that'll be their their downfall in the playoffs because I think their offense is very good. Um, but defensively, I don't know if they can stop anybody. Anybody good, anyway. Um, so, you know, San Fran won again. That's to me, still remains the team that I fear the most in the NFC from stopping this Eagle train to the Super Bowl. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and uh, Kansas City had a battle with the Texans today. But they were able to uh, still come out with a win. Not much else to really talk about in the league. Um, but it was nice to see Dallas lose, wasn't it? <laughs> How about them Cowboys? So, speaking of the Cowboys, that's our next game. The second game of the year, we spanked them hard in the first game. And uh, they're going to come back for more. Or actually, we're going to go there for more because the game is in Dallas. On Christmas Eve, I'm hoping I can watch it. The job that I have uh, uh, might be working on Christmas Eve. Lucky me. But hopefully I will be able to... Uh, to be able to watch the, the game either regardless i'll watch the game before my podcast review of that show but stay tuned because during the week probably on tuesday uh will be the next podcast uh with the dallas preview show and i will have matt joining me so we'll have uh we'll have a good conversation about the cowboys eagles game and uh, we'll talk about that and uh you know maybe touch on some other things throughout the throughout the league as well so with that being said, thank you very much for tuning in once again to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. Regardless of my criticisms with the Eagles coaching today, which is well justified, the Eagles still come through with a victory to go to 13-1. Best record in the NFL. And uh, now we move on to the hated, and I mean hated, Dallas Cowboys who couldn't get the job done today. Unlike our birds. We'll talk about it more next week. Bye for now.